everyone. Dave and Jeff, our second podcast of the week. It is Wednesday, December 4th, 2019. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Hope everybody's doing all right in the weather. Dave had a wild situation Monday. So I left here Sunday after a four-day weekend, and all of a sudden you start feeling sick. And I'm like, God dang it, oh, no. right? Everybody probably going through it, either people at work or, or people you're dealing with. And so uh, I go to work on Monday. And you just, it's not bad like the yeah. flu, but you're just feeling a head cold coming on. So talk to a friend of mine who's a doctor. I go, hey, what am I doing? I don't want this shit to linger for six weeks. They go, I'm telling you, do the chicken soup routine. Yeah. Because the salt in the chicken soup will counteract the cold and do it for a couple of days. You should be feeling pretty good. And no bullshit, man. Like three days later, I'm feeling much better. But I'm at lunch with a friend of mine from work who's, I think she's 27, and she drives. Okay. She drives. We come back, and it's kind of overcast and cloudy, and like the cold weather's coming in. Hasn't started drizzling yet, but we have about, uh, I don't know, it's probably about a 40-yard walk to the office, right? So we're walking and, and BSing. When's the last time you had a back spasm? I don't think I've had one like 15 years. Oh, or, that's funny you say that. Um, man, it, usually if you're dehydrated is when I get them. Like, you know, and when I go to Phoenix in the summertime for a week, then all of a sudden you realize you haven't drank enough and you just, you're locked up. You're just tightened up. You can't even take a step. It's funny because I was completely the opposite because I had been drinking water and okay. everything else trying to, you know, drown the cold. Goddamn, Dave, if JFK got <laughs> shot in the back, he would have felt <laughs> what I felt on Monday, but she, She's like 27, dude. Yeah. I can't drop to a knee. Yeah. Like, you got to figure it out. I go, what the hell is going on? So, like, they're miserable. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, that was Monday. Now I got to try to So what did you do in front of her? I was just like, ah. And she's <laughs> like, what are you doing? I'm like, God damn, I think I just got a blow dart in the back. I think somebody just shot me in the kidney. <laughs> She's like, what? I got to go. She had no interest no time. None. No follow-up question. I've seen her two days in a row since. No follow-up question about the pain. Was it one of those where she walked back in the office, she looks out the window, and you're like that, that kid in Christmas Story where you get your tongue against the I pole? I just and, laid out. And still haven't come back into the office because yeah, you can't breathe? I swear to God. Felt like I got shot right in the fucking spine. <laughs> it was unbelievable. But anyways, between that, that was Monday. Yeah. Thankfully, anybody who's had them, God, for it lasted like six hours. Did, oh, yeah. Well, um, then you have to get in the car and do the big drive home. And you always wonder, is it going to happen while I'm in the car? Oh. So just curious, when you had to get the chicken soup, did, where did you go for the chicken soup? Because is, you're. Go ahead. Because I always say that uh, the, the matzo ball soup over at DZ right. Aikens is outstanding. It's, obviously, right. it's chicken soup in there. Did you try and go local or did no. you go to the grocery store? Or what did you do? I'm a Rubio's guy, man. Okay. I'm a Rubio's guy. And for three days this week, it's been the chicken tortilla soup at Rubio's. What did they charge you? Um, God, it's like five bucks. It's funny you say that, man. When my mom was here for, for like six months... She kept going to uh, Rubio's and getting that same thing, the chicken tortilla soup. And the dude yesterday, it was like uh, Giving Tuesday, which was a cool day yesterday for yeah. all the charities, and everybody did it. And I go in, and it's pretty much, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what happened. It locked up, and you're just 
ah, you're jacked. And yet, <laughs> I literally did nothing. I yeah. literally did nothing that you can look back at and go, well, yeah. You know, there was a horse that was tied to the train tracks, and I was trying to move the horse. Like, l- nothing. That is Like, funny. you just go, hell. But I went in there Tuesday, and guy's like, hey, man, it's giving Tuesday. He, like, throws you a free drink. Like, it was cool. But I've done it three days in a row. And, uh, yeah. All good it, to go. All, all good to Pretty go. Pretty much. It yeah, sounds a little co- bit like a cold, but not too bad. Yeah, but I mean, you can you can tell when you're when you're yeah. almost over it as yeah. to you know, just the lingering part. Um, I have a quick question for you. Go ahead. And I said to a friend of ours today, I said I was going to start the show with this tonight. And the friend of ours that I said that to is adult film legend Lisa Ann. Okay. Because. One of my favorite stories here on this show is the story of you and Nicole Lager. Yeah, no, you Which love it. we started this show in 1998. Yes. And I have to think it was relatively early on, about 99 maybe, where I heard this story and the story of your friend Greg, who had no feelings in his legs, and you would go over there and punch him as hard yeah. as you could in his legs. Yeah. That was one way you spent your day. Yeah. That was one story. But he I, was that wasn't we were in third grade. When I used to punch the kid in the wheelchair, we were in third grade. He was in third grade. Dave, I was in third grade too. Dave would punch this guy in the legs and they thought it was Dave thought it was great that the guy couldn't feel it. Yeah, well yeah, that's the thing. I didn't understand that I had, we had like three kids. You ever had a kid in your class in a wheelchair? Uh, I had a deaf kid in front of me yeah. and yeah, he didn't like it when we thought we were funny in third grade and do yeah. stupid things with your hands. We had a deaf girl in my class. She she was mean as hell. Yeah, Craig Satoff. No, he wasn't a mean kid. He was oh, a nice kid. The girl in, haircut. The girl, <laughs> the girl in our class was always pissed off. Um, so we had three kids who were in wheelchairs. I've okay. never seen a kid in a wheelchair. In the school that we had, everything looking back on it, everything was ramps. So that so I imagine there's a reason kids in wheelchairs were there. You know what I mean? It made sure. it easy. So. Here's the crazy thing is about one of them. Because I used to ask, how did you end up in a wheelchair? Because, you know, yeah. it, it's great. Yeah, like yeah, you're you're like not eight. even that. Yeah. yeah, seven, eight years old. And you're trying to figure out how did this guy end up this way? One kid I remember, remember the grocery stores when you'd go in with electric doors? Uh-huh. And now you go in and they just open out. out. You know right. what I mean? They both just open. side. <laughs> they go to the side. Right. This kid said he wasn't always in a wheelchair. He said he went running through the door on the exit side. Oh. And it closed on him and broke his back. Oh, and that's what put him in the wheelchair. So, uh, but, but then this, anyway, so there's this kid, Greg, and he's in a wheelchair as I've told Jeff the story. And a lot of times I didn't realize how bad things were until Jeff points them out to me as my conscience of saying, that's not right. That's not right. (laughs) And he says he can't feel his legs. And I was like, really? He goes, I can't feel him. So of course, to see if he's a liar, I got to punch him as hard as I can in the thigh. Yeah. No reaction. And I don't know why I had to do it the next day to make sure he still wasn't faking it. But, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd, I'd jack him a couple times, you know? I'd I, punch him right in the leg. I didn't like that story then, <laughs> and I don't like it now. You know, I remember asking you one time on the air, did you think it would be fun to dunk him in the pool <laughs> to see if Greg could swim? Did you think that was really funny as well? Here's, You know what the sad thing is? Yeah. I don't think that's my worst story as far as my worst thing I've ever done. Like, when you no. think of... That's some, not even in your top 20. If someone says to you, what is the worst thing you ever did? Have you ever done anything where you're just completely ashamed of and going, man, I can't believe I did that. Oh, fuck yeah. 
Oh, 100%. I told you that story. I told you Laura Kane that story. Laura Kane yelled at me because Laura Kane was in here. Yeah. And Laura Kane said uh, at the end when we were done taping, she said, tell me a story you don't tell people. And I go, okay. <laughs> I said, when I worked at Santa Fe Liquor, I had a, a girl who had been a couple years I... older than me at San Diego that was the arrangement. And she basically would just yeah. come in and blow you. Yeah. It's great. Like buy her a tall bud. A couple now and then I'd buy her like an airport cavassier because I was classy. Yeah. But yeah, you're just getting blowjobs in the back. It was great. Yeah. So uh I had a motorcycle <laughs> and so she would pick me up. Yeah. And it took me like six times to realize, like, we'd go to very, like, Scandia Motel. Anybody who knows Carlsbad, there's a motel um, called the Scandia. And it's right north of the Army-Navy Academy, or right by the Army-Navy Academy. Okay. On 101. This was my go-to. It was like 38 bucks. Yeah. When I'd reluctantly lay out the money for a room. And her and the listener from KFMB, whose yeah. name will yeah. I'll take the name of, she was a Scandia regular too. <laughs> so uh, the arrangement when we would go, like I would get in her car, and it took me like six times to realize that the same song was playing all the time when I got in the car. And I, I have two friends that have been friends of mine for 30 plus years and will be two of my best friends to the day I die. My friend Wendy and my friend Betsy. And so I'm out for beers with them one night and they're asking me about this. I go, well, you know what? Here's the weird thing. I get in the car and it's the same goddamn song playing every night. <laughs> and they go, what song is playing? And I go, it's uh, I Can't Make You Love Me by Bonnie Raitt. Yep. I've told this story on the air. And they go, what? What the hell? And they go... <laughs> Well, shit, when you heard the song, what'd you do? And I go, I'm not following you. What'd you do? I go, well, I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah. And they're like, and? And I'm like, and what? Like, I fucked her. <laughs> and they're like, God damn it. You're going to end up dead in the ditch. <laughs> ah, chicks are silly. Get out of here. So I'm working <laughs> Santa Fe Liquor. And the arrangement was a bit of a hypochondriac and a drama yeah. queen and all this other shit. And we had had situations where she had come in and claimed to have this ailment or that ailment. Nothing ever turned out. So she comes in. It's like a Wednesday delivery day, right? The goddamn Frito-Lay guy's been there. The Bud <laughs> guy's there. The Miller guy's coming. Here comes the Pepsi guy. And she comes shuffling in, her little fucking chicken ass comes shuffling in, and she's standing. And I remember this day because we had one of those doors where it had the laser bell. So if you didn't stand right, it'd be ding, ding, yep. ding, ding. And you're like, get out, get in or out. <laughs> Pick a side. Fuck. Do not hear that? <coughs> so she comes in, and she says... I I need to talk to you. Yeah. And I go, that's a really bad day. Because I got a lot of stuff going on. What? And she says, I have liver cancer. And I go, God, God damn it. I could have sworn the Fritos. 
I go, I, I don't have time for this shit, okay? I don't have time for this shit. Go. Just go, and I will call you later. She leaves. And in my head, I'm Was she like, crying? I, I didn't. Okay. I, was, I, didn't see. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't walk into her car. And, uh, you know, in my head, I'm like, man, she has some fucking nerve, right? Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure I've told her Tuesday's delivery day. Yeah. And now you're going to come in and fucking wreck my whole mojo <laughs> by dropping this shit on me. So two weeks go by. Yeah. And uh, your boy's got the ache. Yeah. So it's time to go to the fucking arrangements yep. house, right? <laughs> Honda Nighthawk 750. <laughs> Worst investment of my life. So I drive to her house in Lucadia and I pull up and goddamn if there's not a U-Haul truck in the driveway. And two big Samoan guys are pulling shit out of the living room. Yeah. I kind of look at them. They kind of look at me and I don't like the way they're looking at me, to be honest with you. I'm like, hey, get the fucking furniture in, whatever she ordered and get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Because I don't want to sit here all day listening to her. I just want to do what I'm here to do and get the fuck out. Yep. And they go, uh, can we help you? I go, no. <laughs> <laughs> and they go, well, what are you doing? I go, it's all good. I'm a friend of Greta's. And I will never forget the sound of, ooh. Ugh. When's the last time you talked to her? And they go, well, I don't know. It's been a couple of weeks. I'm just here to catch up. They go, yeah, dude, Greta passed away. Jesus. And I go, what? <laughs> yeah, man, Greta passed away. And I go, liver cancer? <laughs> and they go, yeah. And I go, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Now, I, I tell this story to Laura Kane. Yeah. Jeff. I go, God damn, it didn't happen yesterday. I just, I said, you asked me a goddamn story. I don't tell people. And then I share it to you. I take down the wall of emotion, Laura. Yes, and did. then you judge me. That's a reflection on you. Yes. Not me. She didn't. She still thought it was a reflection on me, even though I tried to bully Laura Kane into making it her fault. I clear my guilt. Yeah, it's fucking awful. Yeah. Dude, she was great. She was such a cool person. I was just a dick. I was like, oh, shit, Dave. I don't know. I was probably 19, and yeah. she was, oh, man. she. I don't know. She was probably 24, I think. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking awful. She yeah. she was a really, really cool girl, and I was just a dipshit. Big shock. Nothing's changed. <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah. So that was it. That's a story. Yeah. Oh. I tell that. I just told Wendy and told yep. Betty, oh my God, what's the matter with you? I'm like, you're the guys who told me to get out of the car. So when you hear that Bonnie Raitt song mm -hmm. now, does it freak out? Do you change it or do you let it play through? Oh no, I always change it. <laughs> I would too. I would too. All right. Yeah, I so, always change it. Yeah. So, so that was it. I'm going to give you a chance to get back to the, the Lisa Ann part, but uh -huh. okay. So I'm going to let you judge. What story is worse? The Greg story where I'd punched the kid in the legs with, uh, that was paralyzed Yeah. from the waist down. Or the one where I went to a minor league baseball game. Nashville Sounds are playing the Memphis Chicks. Okay. There's a ball hit down the left field line. 
Okay, so basically the the seats only go to about third base, and then you got all that room. Yep, I remember this one too. Okay, and there's a kid going after the ball, and he has braces on his yep. legs like Forrest Gump. Right. And he's just kind of shuffling side to side, trying to make it to that wall about 200 feet to get that ball. Yeah, he's not making the play on this ball. No. And he's going for it, and I'm like, I think I can get it. And all of a sudden, I'm sprinting down that line, and I throw a shoulder into him, yep. and I flip him right over. With those, right over with the braces. And he was like, this is the second worst thing to happen to me. No, right. he, <laughs> And uh, I got that fucking ball. I got the Southern Did League Baseball. Booed? I don't remember. This is about you two. This How is old about. Were you? This is about two months ago. No, this was, this was. I was eight years old. I think. I think it was about eight, nine years old. What? What an awful fucking kid you were. Because now that you see on TV when a, an adult takes yeah. a ball from a kid, you realize, oh, that guy's an asshole. Well, yeah. I was still a kid, and that guy was the same age, probably. But I didn't have braces on my fucking legs. Didn't you have anybody there that as told me to do the right model? thing? Yeah. No. You fucking hillbilly. Oh, dude, it was. I was a fucking hillbilly. And, God, and I completely damn. checked that kid right into the right fucking. Right into the board. It was the gravel, too. It was the oh. it was just, just fucking gravel and God, wood. He had it. Oh, shit. I bet his braces just squeaked. Squeak, 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 squeak. He fucked them all up. No joke. You know what I think hit that ball? You're going to laugh. I think it was Buck Showalter hit that fucking ball. God. <laughs> you better never bring that up. So which story is worse? Checking that kid into the ground with the braces on his legs or punching the kid in the legs that oh. couldn't feel it in the in the wheelchair? Oh, chasing the foul ball by far. Okay. Because the kid in the wheelchair, as much as I, I would punch him and his mom would freak out and go, what's the deal with all the bruises on your legs? I still was the only kid in school that'd eat lunch with him and hang out with him every day. Yeah. You're and not push him on the up ramp. Yeah. 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 You're like the fucking pimp who tells the whore after he smacks her around that you're the only one that who loves your, her. That, that was it. Yeah. 100% right. <laughs> Calm down. So what? Go back to uh, so. so the, hang on, go my ahead. brother. Let's go back. Go ahead. That just reminds me. I've told this story <laughs> too at a goals game. My brother and I are sitting down on the blue line one night, and a puck comes over, and you rarely see pucks kind of come over the side glass. Yeah. But this one did. It was weird, and there was a lady like a row in front of us, and like five seats to our left, and she's just talking, right? Not paying yeah. any fucking attention at all. Just chatterboxing it all. This fucking puck just things are right in the fucking noggin and drops right in my brother's lap. Yeah. So my brother, being the dumb shit that he is, gets all excited. Hey, I got a puck. I got a puck. And I go, dude, what? And you look over and lays it's rubbing her head. Oh. Oh. Hi. What the and he goes, yeah. I go, dude, you got to give her the fucking puck. Yeah. And hit her right in the head. Ah. Oh. <laughs> this asshole reluctantly gives her the puck. And as he does, the small gulls crowd. Yeah. They applaud. This asshole stands up and curtain calls. Like he's fucking Derek Jeter. I go, shut the fuck down. Right now. Right now. That is... False valor. <laughs> I like that there are guys. Stolen valor. Stolen valor. I like that there are guys who are the military when they we try and give them recognition. They don't want to stand. Right. But this yeah. dickhead, because yeah. <laughs> he gave away a four dollar buck, all of a sudden he's John Glenn. Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. Yeah, he's all waving. 
humble smile. Sit down, 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 down. Come on. Fucking Gene Autry, you prick. <laughs> it's so funny. That's why I'm telling you, man. I, David, so one thing that I feel bad for is that she didn't have a brother in life. I tell my yeah. sons all the time. I'm like, you will never get in more trouble and have more fun than you will with your brother. It's the greatest. It's just the fucking greatest. Stupid as shit. The people that were sending me messages uh, last week on Thanksgiving about, yeah. hey, are we going to Daryl's? I laughed at every one of them, man. I laughed at every one of them. Yeah, I just sat there. I told him, you have hit rock bottom tonight. I don't think so. I don't think so. Do you want me? I'll ask you again. Do you want me to go get your plate? I was like, give me a fucking steel plate that I can hit you in the face. <laughs> um, right, go back to what you are saying. I need to get to the Lee Sand part. All right. So uh, the show started in 98. I yeah. think it was around, it wasn't very long in when Dave shared with me and why he ever shared this story. Because with I me. didn't think I was crazy until the look you on your it. face and Alan Horton's face were right. shocked. So Dave shared the story about Nicole Eggert. You all know the story that as a young guy, he went to a bunch of tapings of Charles in Charge in an effort to win the heart of Nicole Eggert. Yeah, like 18 out of 22 weeks I went. Yeah, I remember it being a lot more than I know. They I think it was like 27. They didn't have 27 episodes ever taped in any but TV show. But they holidays and oh, fuck. reunion specials, reunion and you went to all of them. <laughs> They had the eight is enough reunion. You went to that for <laughs> Willie Ames. Ames was all confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of them. So this story has just been unbelievable. Yeah. And I always tell Dave, you show up there with your bullshit wilted flowers <laughs> and your probably your mock turtleneck and all it's just it's unbelievable. It's legendary. Yeah. The photoshops, Awful. everything else. Well, the other day on social media on Facebook on Facebook memories, it popped up that whatever, I think it was like three years ago. Yeah. Um, Nicole follows you, follows me. We follow her back. It's what my one buddy said to me a couple of weeks ago is, I just have to ask you a question. How does Nicole Eggert like everything yeah. that you put it's, on Instagram? It is funny as shit. And I go, she's incredibly cool in the whole thing. Yep. So the other day, I guess it would have been Monday, was the three-year anniversary of us connecting with her and kind of following everybody. And I had put a post on social media. I said, look, I didn't have to go to one fucking taping. I didn't have to yeah. buy any wilted flowers. I didn't have to do shit. And all of a sudden, she's following me at the same time she's following you. How's that feel, Dave? Yeah. So I start laughing. <laughs> and that's the end of it. Until I find out that yesterday, you get a text message Unannounced, yeah. unsolicited. Yep. You're just sitting here minding your own business. And who sends you a text message in the middle of the day? Lisa Ann. And what is she okay. addressing you? Well, here's how it goes. And 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 I want anyone to pay attention exactly what I'm going to say. Imagine it's 1130 in the morning. All right. You're just doing whatever. Okay. Yeah. Your phone goes off and you see Lisa Ann. Immediately your day is made. This is insane. This is insane. Right. Yeah, you're great. going, oh, my gosh. What does she have to say? This is awesome. Right. What do I need to do? Yeah. How quick can? How soon can you get to LA? I got right. the ache. That's not what it says Shit. ever. <laughs> That's not ever what it says. 
And she, uh, she hold on, somebody I can pull this goddamn thing up on my phone, okay? And she, she sits there and starts ripping the shit out of me, okay? <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? All right, and so she says, um, I've, I was dying listening to the Nicole Eggert story. <laughs> I already knew it, but it keeps getting better and better. And, I, can't, I can't tell you. I can't even tell you. I feel like Sally Field when she won the Oscar that day. Yeah, you like should. It's just, it feels like Ray Bork, that clip yeah. of uh, Gary Thorne. And after 22 yeah. years, Raymond Bork is raising the Stanley Cup. It's like it's that type yeah. of un, unknown glee. Yeah. That the hottest adult film star in the world is killing you yeah. for that creepy yeah. Nicole Eggert story, yeah. and she likes the version that I have passed on. Oh, That's she does. Fantastic. She absolutely does. So now, to save face, to try and say, hey- I'm, I saw this week I'm, effort. I'm not it. as crazy as I am, because I, I screenshot it and sent it over to, to Jeff to go, you wouldn't believe this. So I write to defend myself. Yeah. The story is brutal. 22 shows not 29 like oh, that jeff makes says a big difference. that's what i said like it makes it any better during that time and this is true christina applegate when she was doing a marriage with the children asked me out but i wouldn't go out with her because i was waiting for nicole which never happened okay so it's, and i said by the way the flowers weren't wilted everyone are in perfect shape and she just writes back wilted flowers crying laughing face now i'm dead i'm just like dude i'm just drowning and she's putting fucking weights on me and i just write fucking jeff and she writes, don't worry. He's so good at telling good stories. Right. It's my boo. You guys you guys make me laugh. The, it, Jeff tells the story so great. And I'm like, what's the deal with all the compliments while I'm I getting my nuts kicked in? And I was like, that was a great fucking uh, interruption of my day. Yeah. So I just wanted to say, I don't know when she hears them. I don't know when the fucking last time we told that story is. But when she ever hears this one, just understand. Yesterday. Yeah. As I'm trying to figure out how the fuck I got a back spasm with a 27-year-old girl from work trying to figure out a head cold. Goddamn, that screenshot was the funniest shit ever. That is goddamn fantastic. Oh, my gosh. And, it, it, was, it was crazy. It was, it was like, hey, this is awesome. This is terrible. Right. It, yeah. Like the whole, And I liked when you said... Earlier today, you go, hey, I'm going to send this screenshot to Nicole Eggert. Then you're like, nah, I better yeah, not. Better not. <laughs> yeah, I better not. I don't know good. that she'll get the humor in it. But you and I will get the humor in it. Uh, winter meetings are coming to yeah, San Diego. Yeah, I've got a lot to ask you. They start Sunday. We're going down Monday night. Are you going? To, you're down to go down there Monday night and just hang out? You know, that's a good idea. I would uh, I would go Monday night. I'm yeah. um, Sunday. Well, we got to figure out when we're going to do this show. Um, we'll be here because Sunday I'll be up in L.A. for the Laker game. Oh shit! Okay, well, and we'll then the following out. Sunday you're in Oakland for the Raider game. Yeah, so we'll probably go. Uh, probably so we got to figure out our schedule Tuesday for the next couple Thursday, Okay, next week, whatever okay. you want. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But Monday night would be the start of the winter meetings. Yep. In San Diego, I highly recommend. And I would say this, if you can go down there and not act like a complete dipshit, yeah. which I think 95% of you can handle, man, if you're a baseball fan, it is incredibly fun. It, I think it's back at the Manchester it Hyatt. Is. It is. To just go and walk around and feel the buzz. A lot of time, nothing's going on. But if you're a baseball fan and you know all the people... 
you just kind of hang out. You're like, man, there's Theo Epstein, yeah. there's Jed Hoyer, there's Matt Vaskersian. Shit, there's... You'll see a bunch of managers and a bunch of GMs walking around. Yeah, and it's just really cool. Yeah, and new players. Players that get signed, you'll probably see Zach Wheeler walking around. You How know? about that? Yeah, but those guys will be there. All the media guys will be down there. You can go see your friend Buster Olney, that little twerp. <laughs> and... uh but I think I think Stephen Banner doing shows down there. That's obviously much earlier in the morning, but it's great. You go upstairs to the second level. Yep. Uh, Chris Russo is always there. Brian Kenny and the guys from MLB Tonight are always there. Yep. Uh, really, really fun, and it brings back memories, man, of how cool it was when the Super Bowl used to be here, and you could go see ESPN doing all their different shows and everybody hanging out. But, yeah, I would say if you're a baseball fan, it's kind of a cool time just to go and hang around. Um, I think most – I don't think they've shut down access. You can go to the lobby bar and just hang out and have a beer. And, like I said, if you're just cool, yeah. you don't really bug guys, you're going to have a really, really fun time. Exactly right. It's, uh, it is it is a good experience. So the first time I've ever done one was ninety after the 98 season, the year the Padres went to the World Series. Yep, in Anaheim. Went, went, no, no, went back to Nashville. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I, and I was standing there when Kevin Brown agreed to the deal with the Dodgers for $115 oh. million, and it was crazy. I mean, all of a sudden, you're waiting for something to happen, yeah. and the biggest thing happens. And it was it was nuts. Then you and I went to Anaheim. We've done it. You and I have done a few of these. Yep. But it's always a good time. If you're a baseball guy, you're, you'll dig it. Really, really fun. Yep. And I think uh, I think it starts Sunday night, and MLB uh, TV will be down there starting Sunday night. ESPN will be down there, of yep. course, during the week for Sports Center and the whole thing. But it's only there for a couple of days. And San Diego always, always looks cool the way they shoot it. Always does. And I believe uh, the rain should stop by then. By uh, by the time that it starts, I, I think Sunday is the last day it's going to rain. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay, so it will look good. It will look good on TV for everybody else and and uh, the way things go. I got to ask you though, because since we did a show on on Sunday, the Padres went out and found a second baseman. Yeah. What do you think right now, Jerks and Perofar coming here? I'm concerned after hearing Dennis Lynn. Me too. Talk about well, we've we're close to the 140 million dollar uh, payroll number. I can't imagine they're done. I, I just cannot imagine with the mindset of Pete Seidler and Ron. <clears throat> I mean, I think they're at that number, but I think I think they will try to do Dave, try to spend smart money moving forward. What but is smart money? Well, obviously, the money has gone way up, right? The money the money is ridiculous. It go it gets crazier and crazier all the time, but well, it, it's it's crazy. Well, with Wheeler today, yes, getting that deal. When and I thought Wheeler was coming here. I'll be honest with you; that was my prediction. He was the one big guy we were getting. Oh God, dang it! Five years, hundred eighteen million. Yeah, I mean, and then the you find out the White Sox offered more money, yeah, and they didn't get him again after Machado a year ago. You're like shit. Um, twins were in for five and a hundred on him. I mean, well, they said a lot of Wheeler. it had to do. Well, a lot of it they said had to do with his wife is from that area. And for him to have a chance to go and be by family, Philly. Philly, and I guess the the big talk was he turned down the White Sox because they averaged fifteen thousand fans a game. God dang, man, that's a drag. That's a fun night. Yeah, I I enjoyed that a lot more than I thought I would. So that's a drag for those guys. Because I, I like what the White Sox are doing overall. Yeah. If you just look at the roster, I like what the White Sox are doing. Um, but now you look at Bumgarner's expected. Bob Nightingale wrote tonight that he's going to get. 100 million bucks. That's unbelievable to me. Yeah. Eight, and, was he 8 and 8 last year? 
Yeah. ERA over four. Yeah. A lot of innings on that arm. And that's when you start going, hang on. Then yeah. what does that do to the Strasburg market? Right? What does yeah. Cole get yeah. if, if Wheeler's getting 118? Could be looking at $40 million a year for those guys. God Which damn. is more than a million dollars a start. Yeah. I mean, uh, look, if, if San Diego taps out on that, I'm not going to complain. No. We, don't... we expect them to, right? If those guys sign somewhere else, no one's going to be shocked. No. Yeah. No. I mean, when you, I mean, Cole Hamill's getting $18 million today for the Braves? What? Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, he's been a shell of who he used to be the last couple of years, whether it was Texas or with the Cubs. So I don't know what the market is. Let me ask you on this guy. Okay. Let me ask you this guy. If you go make a play for uh, a guy DFA'd yesterday, uh, Kevin Pillar will be 31 in January. Yep. Giants determined they did not want to pay him $10 million to play center field. Came to the Giants last year, first week of the season, from in a trade with the Blue Jays. Led the team in home runs, RBIs, and stolen bases. Now, a guy who makes a lot of spectacular plays in center field, yep. but also had some fuck-ups in center field, yeah. too. But again, a guy who led the team, one of, uh, I think there may have been one other guy in history that's ever done that, won the Willie Mack Award, is like the fan favorite player for the Giants, center fielder, yeah. Now all of a sudden, right? You're you're looking at overhauling this thing. Home runs, RBIs, stolen bases. Center field guy, 31 years old. Do you make a deal for him? Okay, number one, I'm a big fan. Always have been a big fan of his. Okay, you mentioned the 21 home runs, 37 runs knocked in, everything like that. I'm a fan. Normally, I would say to you, yes. Right now, the answer is no because if what the Padres are telling everybody, they need a left-handed bat. They need left-handed bats. They have too many right-handed bats. They need a left-handed bat. They need someone besides Hosmer. What happened to Franchi Cordero? I, I mean, can't, can't say how. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Is is is? But Grissom's a left-handed uh, okay. bat. Okay, and, and the deal is Grissom's unproven, right? Yeah. At least Pilar is a guy you can say that's 21 home runs. I mean, if Margot gave you 21 home runs and 87 runs locked in, you wouldn't be looking for a center fielder right now. Right. So I, I am a huge fan of everything he does, but when you listen to the Padres talking about the left-handed bat over and over again, yeah, it doesn't sound like that's what they're looking for. So we had talked the other day. I said I had friends that loved the pods that were trying to hype on Domingo Santana. Yeah. Well, then another guy who's a free agent. Well, then you go looked at his strikeout numbers yeah. were like 33%. Yeah. And his nine errors led all of Major League Baseball. You're like, oh. Okay, well, yeah. unfortunately, that's probably why he's not going to be coming here and playing right field. I don't know. I might. I I'd keep an eye on Pilar. I'm be, because if if, Tre, if Tremel, yeah, and eventually C.J. Abrams are going to be your your guys in center field. Yeah, maybe get Pilar on a two year deal. I don't know. I mean, he's going to be thirty one in January. He's not going to get you give him a four year deal. He's going to ask for the four years. That's what I think AJ Pollock got from the Dodgers. He's going to ask for that. You know that Man. that whole deal. Here, a couple things bother me because we all know that Preller's supposed to be on the hot seat, right? Uh, it, he better do something this year, otherwise he won't be back. What the next hell year. is the vision? That's what I'm. That's what I'm going to ask you. I'm so fucking confused. I don't understand, and I don't understand why all of a sudden, when you set these Drew standards, Pomerans. that all of a sudden you're kind of falling back. I thought the idea is to win now. The idea yeah. is, is to win right now. It doesn't look that way or feel that way yet. Again, the winter meetings haven't started, but you're seeing some of the names that we were looking at disappear, and the, obviously the price tag is going to be kind of high. I mean, right now, your guy Dallas Keuchel still there. 
Bumgarner's yeah. going to get your $100 million. As we said, he makes the Padres probably out. I'm not a Bumgarner guy. Too many innings. You look at the amount of innings not that he's thrown. A lot of innings for uh, for Bumgarner. Um, I, I get, I'm frustrated. I don't like the Jerks and Profar deal. The way I look at it with, with Profar is we know he sucks. Yeah. I mean, we, the one thing about Uri is he might suck, but we really don't know that he sucks. You know, yeah. he, he's young. I don't understand this Profar deal. For the fact, the only thing that sounds familiar is that Preller seems so loyal to Obsessed these Texas Ranger with that guys. Guy. With these Ranger guys. Yeah. And Tingler yeah. obviously knows him, right? Coming up through the deal. I mean, fuck, man. Do some homework on somebody else because I, I listened to Jessica Kleinschmidt on with uh, Woods, who covers these. Okay. Yeah. And she said, man, he'll go two weeks and can't throw the ball to first base. He just fucking has the yips. And you're like, you're going to go, he can play defense. Oh, shit, this guy can't play defense. What happened to him? In 2018, he was solid. What happened to him in 2019? He, he He's fallen apart. So, yeah, it's, it's very, very frustrating right now looking at what's going on with, for me at least, especially well, I wanted to see Moustakas. Moustakas is going to play second for the Reds. But that deal, Dave, uh, I'm, what, I mean, he got, what, 16 million, $16 million a year. Yeah, 64 for four. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that deal wasn't going to make sense here. Well, that's the price, though. That's what things cost nowadays. No, but if I'm you, saying you have... you have. If I'm Preller, I don't care what it costs. I'm, I tell fucking Ron, dude, this is what it takes. Because, fuck, I'm going to be out of a job. I'm not... Profar's not going to save I'm his dying. fucking job. Ron, you're dying, I'm dying. And you're going to fire me, and everyone's still going to be mad at you. So let's go out and pay they, the $16 million a year and get this motherfucker. The Reds, to me are starting to remind me of the Padres of 2015. I like the Reds roster better than I like the Padres roster right now. Man, the Padres roster, like, I don't know how he's going to move anybody. I I talked to a couple guys in baseball tonight. Yeah. And the one thing I asked about was Zach Davies. They got yeah. a very, they said, I like that Zach Davies move for your team. He's a pitcher. He's not a thrower. He's a pitcher, yeah. and you guys kind of need somebody like yeah, that. Yeah, doesn't throw BBs. Yep. No, and they said, I, I think you're going to like that guy. I think that'll be good. I said, all right, if you're the Padres, do you try to move Hosmer right now? Do you go to Hosmer and say, hey, we got to try to move this deal? They said, that has been a bad deal for your team. Yep. If you can, I would try to do it. I said, how is he? Love him. Hosmer is highly regarded in the game. I didn't know how he is. I was just curious about that. Yeah. Highly, highly regarded as a guy in the game. But they said, yeah, if you could talk to him and he'd be willing to, to move, maybe try to move that Hosmer deal. Would you talk to him and see if you could move him? I don't know a team that would take him. Can you think of a team that would take him? Um, I, mean, I, I don't know. Who needs he's, him? He's got, he's got three deals. It's three years left at 20, right? So he's got kind of the same Myers deal. And then it drops off where he could stay in. For another three at 13 a year, which not great, but not like the Myers deal where it's back-ended. Uh, I don't know the answer on that. I don't know who might be interested. but At the time when he became a free agent, I thought it was teams like the Yankees and Red Sox that would try and chase him. But yeah. now they don't need him either. Now they're they're trying to ditch money yeah. too. So I don't know. But, man, you're, you're on the hook for that deal. And are you ever going to open space for Naylor? Is he part of the future? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, he's, what, 22 years old? But what are you going to get in return for Naylor? I don't think you get anything. Naylor's dog shit. I think there are a lot of guys on this team that aren't very good. 
Unfortunately, they just aren't very good. When you finish 36 games out, don't fall in love with the guys in the uniform. Look at what the record is. You know, and right now the record's not good. It's a last place team today. It was a last place team two months ago. They got to figure out a way to make a run in a wild card. But the moves that have been made to this point, uh, all right, I'll find out. Disappointing. Yeah, I'll go with Davies. But the Pomeranz thing, four-year deal on that, weird. Weird. Right? Pro far, he's been obsessed with, it feels like, since the day he got here. 218 hitter. If I'm Greg Garcia, I'm like, this dick's making yeah. $6 million yeah. and I'm making 1-4? Yeah. What's Ty France saying? I can play second base. Give me a shot. Yeah. Shut up. What's Ken, What does that mean for Kinsler? I, I mean, he's still on the roster today. Yep. I don't know what you do with that guy. So uh, what if what if uh, what if you're starting outfield next year or opening day? And again, we, we, I know it's December fourth. Yeah. You got Renfro, you got more go, you have Myers. Yeah. You're like fuck. I mean, you could. Yeah, you, easily right? you could. And Grissom becomes uh, Jankowski, right? Yep. Or yeah, I, I no idea. And so when you mention guys like C.J. Abrams, who what everyone tells you is going to be a, a great player, uh huh. Hell, there's no, there's no, uh, there's not a really good chance right now that Preller's going to be here to watch it happen. So I that's what I'm know, saying. Man. Preller needs to do something this year. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't, Dave. I, I couldn't even guess what the vision is down there. I don't know. I think Pete Seidler is an incredibly patient human being. I think he's an incredibly good human being. And uh, I think I I was told from people and this was a while ago i was told that that ron was ready to move preller out after the whole medical thing yeah. right when was that 2016 yeah it was around 2016 when all that happened yeah. that that ron didn't like that and and yep what i was told was that seidler said no so ultimately nice guys finished last yeah i mean but, come, come on uh, uh, how long are we going to do this uh it's been a long time he got hired in 2014 yeah. I mean you're a hundred games under five hundred. Yeah. It it doesn't look, I think this sense of urgency that we feel as a fan base may not necessarily be the same sense of urgency felt by Pete Seidler. Which is very strange to me. You know? He loves it, man. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I, I don't want 2020 to turn into the year. Well, you got your brown uniforms. You should no, be happy with that. I don't think it is. I think that's an easy out. Okay, then. To claim that. Again, there's a lot to go in the offseason. Last year at this time, the first move that they had made was Kinsler, which was shit. Was shit. But then they went out, did a few other things to try to make it better, mainly Machado. No, I mean, I, I think we have to give them. The opportunity to make moves to improve the club. Okay, so in, in your mind, as a baseball fan and a Padre fan especially, uh -huh. who's out there that you say, that's the guy I want them to go get next week? <laughs> well, I think it's going to have to be trades. Okay, that's, I agree I with you. The only trades. way to fix it is through trades. Yeah, but I went, Dave, I mean. It's, and it better not be fucking Joey Gallo. I, you know what I'm saying? No, Don't God, keep, right? Stop chasing these goddamn Rangers. Why do you fall in love with one organization? Are they the only ones yeah. talking to you? Yeah, John Daniels? Yeah. The guy answers? <laughs> Maybe yes, that's why Woods yes, calls us all fun. the time. Yeah. Because we're the only fucking guys who answer. We're his John Daniels. <laughs> um, man, I don't know. Right? Yeah. I just, I have no idea if I'm the GM of the well, I mean, Cleveland Indians. Yeah. 
And I talked to Preller about a deal, not even knowing who Preller wants from my team. We've done deals in the past, right? Yep, sure have. I got Mejia. I got Fran Meal out of that deal. Right now, I'm looking at that, and I'm going, do I have any interest in Myers? No. At that contract, no. Margot, no. Renfro, probably. I probably got some interest in Renfro. Can you imagine if they end up with uh, Renfro and no, Enrest back again? But uh, I'm just saying yeah. as a GM. Okay. GM in general. I can be anybody. The GM of the Kansas City Rose. Let's just take that team. Okay. All right. Then I'm going to go around. Well, Machado's not going anywhere. Nope. Tatis isn't going anywhere. Nope. Uh, I have no interest in Profar. Greg Garcia, Kinsler, none. Hosmer coming back here? Eh, no. I don't know if he would do that. Austin Hedges? Maybe. 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 Mejia? Eh. Right? Yeah. You don't have anybody. Now you go to the pitching staff. We're not going to move Paddock. No. Lucchese? No. Well, Lucchese, they can move. Garrett Richards? I don't know what they think about those guys. I don't think anybody wants Garrett Richards. Lamette? Lamette, I think, has some value. All right. Kirby Yates? Yep. Kirby Yates definitely has value. Yeah. So, I I don't know. And then you start looking at the guys below that. Well, you're not going to move Gore. You're going to get no. crazy and move Patino? That's, the, that's your biggest chip you have. My answer is no. You know, for me, I don't want to, but you don't know what's on the other side. And again, if you're a preller and you're like, fuck, I got to do something, I'm going to get fired. I'm, then, yeah, you're moving Patino. I'm dying here. I'm dying here. Jesus. Somebody answered the phone. Okay? Now, I have walked these halls nonstop. AJ just next week dressed as a goddamn uh, bellman. Yeah. Just knocking on uh, Brian Cashman's door. Eggs Bandit, room service. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Fucking doctor and records, asshole. I just paid for this French toast, Brian. We can't talk? I said, beat it. Yeah. Just knocking on every door. Oh, my gosh. I, dude, I think they're dying. I fuck. really do. It's really frustrating. I was trying to uh, I was trying to tell someone today. They asked me who would you compare the Padres to? Oh, the, for? the Benny Hill show. As far as other pro teams, is it fair and Washington Generals? Is it fair and saying the Cincinnati Bengals in Major League Baseball? Yeah, been to two Super Bowls, lost, and then kind of fucked things up for a long time. Yeah, what they should have changed their outfit, their uniforms to were green singlets and green knee pads. Because they looked like every guy on Georgia Championship Wrestling in 1979. Uh, yeah. You know, they'd introduce first, right? Yeah. The Boogie Woogie Man, Jimmy Valiant. <laughs> right? He'd come in. Dusty Rhodes. His opponent, weighing 211 pounds, from Mobile, Alabama, Doug Smith. And Doug would just wave to the crowd. And he went, yeah. Yeah. And then Doug would just get elbowed and kicked in the face and just thrown out of the ring. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. 211 pounds in the green singlet knee pads from San Diego, the San Diego Padres. <laughs> that's it. My buddies and I used to always laugh because if you watched, if you're really die, the only guy who will get this joke might be Pete and Point Loma. But if you watched old school Georgia Championship Wrestling yeah. with Gordon Soley in the 80s, there was a guy named Mike Jackson, not from 690. Yeah. This was Mike Jackson. Now, Mike Jackson 
looked like he weighed 142 pounds. And he had he had the single bar singlet, Dave, like That's your funny. guy Jerry Lawler. Yeah. No muscle definition, pale. Yeah. Right? Comb over. He was balding, had this beard, and hairy chest like a fucking ape. And every week, 140 pound Mike Jackson would just get the living shit beat <laughs> yeah. out of him, right? Yeah. Living shit just kicked out of him. But. How long was he in the ring before the, the guy that came in and kicked the shit out of him came to get him? He would stand there and then Tully Blanchard yeah. or somebody would come in or Abdullah the Butcher and just smack the <laughs> shit out of him. <laughs> it was like, was that guy, did that guy go into the ring during the commercial break? What's he already doing there? Yeah, he's he'd in there. Yeah. But every week they introduced him the same way as the Alabama junior heavyweight champion, Mike Jackson. Yeah. Fucking guy never made a title defense ever. <laughs> and then you'd find out that he was a school teacher. Yeah. And I thought, God, this has got to be traumatizing for anybody in this asshole's class to just see this geometry teacher just get the living shit kicked in his little nuts by Abdullah the Butcher every week, smacked around. Fucking guy. Oh, my gosh. Never lasted longer than four minutes in the ring. No stamina at all. <laughs> No intestinal fortitude. And, yeah, that's it. The fucking Padres are Alabama junior heavyweight champion Mike Jackson. That's it. They got a shitty single-shoulder singlet and and a fake title given to him by Gordon Soley. I don't, he never wore a belt. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's it. But Google Mike Jackson WCW, and that's who the fuck the Padres are tonight. Oh, my gosh. In their shiny new uniforms. Let me ask you about a couple other guys before uh, before I, yep. I, I want to end the show a certain way. Um, I want to ask you about the Dodgers talked to both Strasburg and Rendon yesterday. You think they get either any of those guys? Uh, wouldn't shock me on Rendon. I am seeing although tonight like i every time i go to twitter it gives me more of a headache yeah. tonight i'm watching jim steeg and 25 other guys retweet this guy who says uh sources saying padres in on strasburg for six to seven year deal the fucking guy who wrote it has 92 followers yeah. there are more goddamn people on a trolley tonight in spring <laughs> valley then there are that follow that guy, and all of you are retweeting this guy. Yeah. Now, if he gets a six- or seven-year deal, kudos to that guy. I wouldn't shock me, Dave. It would not shock me at all if the pods are in on him, on Strasburg. That would be cool. That would be kind of surprising, I, but that would be cool. I think the Nationals are expecting to get him back. I think so, too. I think I, they expect Rendon to go somewhere else, but I, I don't think uh, I don't think they'll – I think they would be shocked if they lose Strasburg. I wonder, though, with the way that the Dodgers have been – with and I know Andrew Friedman has said we have the money. I'm not under any financial restraints, which is fine. Yeah, I don't believe Mark Walter or Stan Caston have put any kind of financial restraints on him. I just believe that Friedman is the kind of guy that says I have much more flexibility if I stay away from these crazy ten-year, three hundred million-dollar contracts, and I feel like our team has been successful. And I can do it my way without having to go out and get that guy. And Rendon's an incredible player. An incredible player. But, I mean, shit, Dave. If, if they if they didn't go in on Harper. Yep. Right? If they didn't go in on Harper. Well, they offered they him a knew, ton. Four years, a ton of money. But he, he wanted the big but deal. But it was a four-year yeah. deal. Yeah. They weren't going to go back after Machado. Nope. But I don't know. Like, 
you watch that team. I yeah. I read the times every day. Maybe they go get Rendon. I that would surprise me if they were, went deep on any of those guys. I really don't see them going after pitching because I think they look at that Kershaw deal and say, "Fuck, we're yeah, that's we're, a bad deal. we're not far from getting out from under that. Do we really want to get into another one?" Yeah, and they have a bunch of young guys. You know, it's 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 always fine again this time of year wherever guys are going to end up here's the interesting thing about andrew friedman he's been there five years andrew friedman right already yeah five years and he's never signed a big name free agent ever see that's what and a lot of people are going to the dodgers go out and get guys they they haven't i didn't realize that until today and i followed that team all the time the aj pollock is the biggest deal that he has signed yeah so again all of those players yeah rendon strasburg garrett cole I mean, I think I think Cole's going to the Angels, and man, I'm trying to think. Like they don't really have a locked-in option at third base. They might go make a play for Rendon too. That'd be interesting. The Angels, by the way, agreed to a deal to stay in Anaheim for the next 50 years. Well, to, today, where Artie Moreno's buying land in Anaheim, and he's keeping the, the Angels stadium. there. Yeah, but but it's pretty amazing. And look, if I'm San Diego State. I'm looking at the deal that Artie Moreno just made where he bought that land for $325 million, right? Now, what's state paying for, for what they're getting? I don't know. That was the big big thing. How much are the state paying? It's not close to that. the difference is state has to build this stadium where Artie's buying the Big A, which is already built. I thought he was ripping it down, building a new one and ripping that one down. Well, he got the land. Okay. He got the land in the stadium. Smart move, though, because the talk was he was going to move them to Los Angeles, like more towards where the Dodgers are. After yeah. saying what the hell's going on, hold on to that Orange County market. Yeah, I guess he could build a new ballpark, right? I mean, if you right came, in that parking lot. Yeah, if you came back kind of towards the train yeah. and went in that direction. I used to love it when you drive by on the five and you could turn your head and you could see the Angel Stadium. Yeah, yeah. They got so many fucking condos, you can't see no, it for you shit. You can't see anything right there. You but. can't see it at all. I want to ask you about this, uh, about the broadcaster for the 49ers getting suspended. You aware of the story? I know you've no. been out all day. Okay, so so race is always one of those things. I always say in broadcasting, you stay away from it. It's, it's too too dangerous because you never know how people are going to take it. And, and okay. you and I, we, we don't even have those kind of conversations because we're always on the same side of, of this. I always think we're on the side of, of right. You know, right. You, you just don't bring up color. You You see the athlete, you don't see the color. So Tim Ryan, who's the oh, color yeah. commentator for the 49ers, got suspended Dang. because he, he made a comment um, and he, he I'll read the quote. He, this is what he said about the 49ers playing the Ravens. And he was on a radio show on Monday talking about it. He says he's really good at the fake, meaning Lamar Jackson. When you consider his dark skin color and the color of the dark football and the dark uniform, it's hard to see that thing. Oh, boy. Do you suspend him? I mean, what's the right move, wrong move? I'm not. I'm, I'm just asking you. If he wasn't suspended, would you go, hey, what the fuck? How are you not suspended? Or do you look you at it and be. go, suspended? Okay, you're on the side of, my son said the same thing. Yeah, you, you got to suspend be, him. It, it's, I don't know Tim personally. Yeah, I don't either. I know friends who have worked with him who've said he's an incredibly good guy. But how how do you make that comment and not realize how incredibly disrespectful that is to lamar jackson yes or anybody i'm sorry man it's just sorry i just you know i saw the ravens play last monday night and i told you i didn't know where the fucking ball was i said eric weddle said he didn't know where the fucking ball was but nobody said what tim ryan said 
Nobody. Uh, uh, Did anybody uh, think it? No way. I'm telling you where it just happened to be where my seats were. I think the majority of the plays were right in front of my face. Yeah. No, you don't think it. No, you don't. You man. just go, man, th- this guy's a hell of an athlete. It's a hell of an offense. Mark Ringer makes you think that you're running the ball up the middle. Sometimes he gets it. Sometimes he doesn't. And you're doing those read options. And Lamar Jackson might be the best athlete in all of football. You know, the thing that, that bothers me about it, and again, who knows what he's thinking when he says it, the whole deal. I don't know. To me, it's like the story should be with Lamar Jackson. What an incredible success story. Yeah. For a guy that going into the draft, how many so-called experts said, well, he can't play quarterback. He probably should change positions. And now not only is he playing quarterback, yep. that guy is must-see TV. Yep. Must-see TV, right? So that when he fumbles in that game the other day in the rain, we were all so shocked by it. We're like, whoa, he's actually human. Yeah. The guy makes a mistake. I'm not kicking Tim Ryan. I'm sure. When did he say it? He said it on Monday. Uh, my guess would be, Dave, that the last three days have been incredibly miserable for him. But you just go, dude, come on. Like, I don't know. If somebody asks you a question tonight yeah. and you're for any team, you say, hey, look, our team's really, really good. That was a heck of a game between maybe the best in the AFC against the best in the NFC. And we really got a chance to see up close how special Lamar Jackson is and how many different ways he will try to deceive you. And you really, really, our defense is great, and you got to really be on your toes when you're playing that kid because he's great too. That's it. That's it. So here, I'm going to throw two more at you, and you tell me suspend him, not suspend him. All right. Okay. This happened uh, this year. Is the Iowa basketball broadcaster? He also does does football. I believe his name is uh, is it Gary Dolphin? Is the guy? Yeah, Gary Dolphin. Okay, I think this guy's had a few of them. Yes, he, he was suspended twice last year. God, he was talking about in the Maryland uh, center um, on what he was doing inside the paint and, and blocking shots. Um, okay. and he re- referred to him as King Kong during the game, saying that he's swatting the balls away. Suspended, not suspended. Suspended. Come on, enough, enough with monkey or ape or any kind of references. You know this. You've been you've been on a live microphone for long enough that you just you don't do it. Yes, and a, you don't do it. Period. You just don't do it. That's it. Suspended. If not fired. If it's your third time that we've had a circle around, maybe it's time for you to go do something else. Maybe go work at the fucking Tasty Freeze. And wait for Jack and Diane to come in. Okay, here we go. Let me throw the third one at you. All right. It happened. Was uh, he suspended? Yes. Iowa broadcaster was suspended for this comment for the year. Okay. Well, yeah. I for mean, the, the guy's not getting any better. Okay. Here's here's another one for you. This okay. happened. This happened on Saturday during Ohio State and Michigan. Twice, Chase Young, who's the best defensive player in college football for uh-huh. uh, Ohio State, was referred to as Mighty Chase Young. Meaning like like Mighty Joe Young, you know yeah. the you know the whole deal. Suspended, not suspended. Um, who says it? Well, it doesn't matter. You t- I'll tell you afterwards who said it. No, I think it does matter. A black guy said it. No, Gus, Gus Johnson said it. Um. Now there are people who are upset saying if it's a white guy, you suspended because he's a black guy singing about a black guy. It's okay. 
No, it wasn't even so much for that for me that Gus is black versus. So, but let me ask you then. To me, that's a, that's that's suspended. I, you called him. A, you, basically, you're using the phrase gorilla again. Yeah, my my question would be is, what's your relationship with Chase Young? Like, if it had been the Ohio State announcer who had said that. This right? is the National Fox broadcast. No, I got it. Yeah. I got it. But if you're telling me it's the Ohio State radio announcer that may have a relationship with the kid, white or black. Yeah. I may look at it different than I look at the guy from Iowa or look at it different than I look at the way from Tim Ryan. I don't know what what Gus Johnson's relationship. To me, Mighty Chase Young, yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah, it's pretty right there. Pretty close. So I think all three are suspendable offenses. What did Gus Johnson do? Nothing. Nothing happened. Nothing? Nothing. That's That's where people are freaking out because of what happened to Tim Ryan today. Go, wait a second, two days yeah. earlier... This happened on national television from the Fox broadcaster not once but twice. I think there are little different situations. I think when Tim Ryan specifically comes out, if that quote is accurate and is saying that skin color played a part in your success because you were able to hide the football, then that's just fucking dumb. I mean, that's just... Yeah, that's that's moronic. It, it, it's uh, it, you can't have that. It's, it's one of these topics that again we usually don't address this in over twenty years of broadcasting, but I think it's one of those that will be very popular in the next uh, next few days. I'm uh, I, I've, I've, I will finish with uh, one thing that I'm going to ask you. Is this strange? Is a question? Yes, I'm going to guess that. And it then is. and then because the <laughs> I think it is. And then uh, the food dude wrote me and said, "Hey, I can just listen to you guys do a full show of." How old are they and how much yes! are they worth? So I, I said, like it. we are going to end every show. I fucking love that guy. With uh, with this. With uh, how boy. old are they and how much are they worth? And you right. can, obviously, it's a game where everybody can kind of play along. But it's How's uh, that son of a bitch doing? I haven't heard I guess he's doing good. From, loves love the show. Kid. Patreon guy. Uh, yeah? Yep. Dude, he's a good egg, man. Loves the show. All right, want to mention Brian Curry. He's been selling real estate all over San Diego County for more than 20 years. Brian's your guy right now. Again, the holidays are coming up. The end of the year is coming up. What are you going to do? Where are you going to live? Is it time to upsize, downsize? Is it time to make a little bit money on your property? What's the market doing? Brian Curry can answer all your questions. He's the guy I've been using. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. I'll tell you one new area you're not going. I already told you. City Heights, no. I, although, look, I be absolutely a scratch. Goddamn City Heights. I owe you an apology. At least you're not fucking Poway. <laughs> Suck it, John Conniff. Your town's a joke. <laughs> goddamn been boiling water what are you guys a goddamn little house on the prairie up there <laughs> poor john the other day on social media goddamn jeff's kicking poway hey everybody's kicking poway yes you're the literally the only spot in the county other than ib that wasn't ready for the rain and it's not like we're malibu yeah we're in mudslides you didn't have mudslides in poway you're not montecito <laughs> you dumb shits <laughs> <laughs> for four days, all the Poway kids sitting up there, they're the kind of guys that wear the peach pants, just <laughs> suffering, <laughs> holding code reds to their forehead. Oh. What's the matter, Tyler? Fuck. I'm so tired from boiling water. Guess what? Brian Curry has no time for that shit. Come on. We're moving. We're going to go to Mission Hills where the water's clean. 
You can drink it right out of the faucet shit. You can just lap it up off the street. You're going to be fine. We don't want to look at Poway. Fuck no. Those assholes are stuck in 1772 up there. So busy patting themselves on the back because they got the one cool bowling alley in San Diego. Well, bullshit. What'd that get you on Monday? Nothing. Got your fucking worms in your gut. Your dog, goddamn dog, can't even go for a walk. Get your shit together. We're going to fucking separate you guys and make you pound a Riverside County if you don't shut the fuck up. Stop crying. Get your water clean, you dicks. Uh, yeah, so we're not moving to Poway. No. One less area for BC to go fly in. I tell you what, we're not even flying the goddamn copter there. <laughs> hey, uh, Jeff, yeah, over Poway, over. Uh, we're not going to go in. <laughs> hey, BC, isn't this where Boach and Tony Gwynn live? <laughs> That's where they used to live, not anymore. How come you aren't saying over after you talk? <laughs> over? What? Over? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> shit, you blew it out. Hold on. Oh, my gosh. That makes me laugh. What do you do that? Hold on. Wait a second. I'll tell you when. If I can find the cursor. God dang it. Fuck is it? Come on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. And wait. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing here. There's no Calabasas over. <laughs> no Kardashians out here, Jeff. Come on. Let's keep moving. We're going to make our way down. Uh, I tell you what, fuck Poway. Let's head out to Al Central, buddy. That's it. Me and BC in the chopper. We're fuck, uh, fuck it, Poway. Every time I turned on the news, poor Carlo Chiquetto looked like he was going to cry. <laughs> oh. Dirty water continues. Steve Price is live out there. Like, fuck. <laughs> Steve out of Poway, too. Yeah, a lot of places to live. You need a guy on your side. A lot of dicks will tell you, hey, let's go to Poway. Prices are down. Bullshit. You'll have the runs for two weeks up there. <laughs> That's why Conniff got out of town. We're going to get you out of town before you even start it. Also, what's your money doing for you? What are you doing with your money? Is it working for you? Are you going to be able to retire when you want to? You can have enough to last a lifetime. Dan Williams is the guy you need to talk to. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. I'm having lunch with uh, Dan next Thursday. Yeah. We're going to sit there and talk about a bunch of things of, of what's going on. Again, 2020 is a big year for a lot of people. It's time to get your life in order. Make sure you give Dan Williams a call. Yeah, I missed him last night. We were over at Warwick's for our good friend Matt Coyle's book launch, Lost Tomorrows. Fantastic. By the way, a week from Friday, I will be interviewing Matt for his podcast, awesome. which will be great. And then coming up in January, we'll be back down at Book Catapult supporting a guy who loves this show. We couldn't be more proud of his success. And I really do appreciate Dan, who went to see Matt at both Mysterious Galaxy and was down there last night at Warwick's. It's the thing I love about these guys, every one of them. They are part of the family. You are all part of this family. And we sincerely appreciate the friendship of all of you guys. But Dave, I'm telling you, man, I, I manage my money. I know you manage yeah. your money. And all of a sudden, like it can hit you like a left-right combo where all of a sudden you go, all right, well, I'm managing and I got money in savings and I'm feeling pretty good. And then your registration comes up and then your property taxes yep. come up and then your car insurance comes up and oh shit, it's the holidays. And you go, God dang, you really need somebody to make sure. The one thing I didn't mention in all of that is a mortgage payment. But when you have a mortgage payment, 
That is the number one thing you have to do. That being said, your auto registration isn't going away. Christmas isn't going away. The insurance isn't going away. The braces aren't going away. So how do you make it work? By calling Dan, 858-688-6813. Get the two books, Borrow Smart, Repay Smart. I'm telling you, you will learn so many things in there that you will pass along to your friends. You will pass that phone number along too. And then right now for our friends in the military, Dan's got the book, How to Buy a House with No Money Down, sandiegolending.us slash Dave Jeff. Both of yours for free. Such incredibly strong resources from one of our favorite guys who uh, has just hit the ground running yeah. in everything he does, man. When you look at Brian, when you look at Dan, Al Taylor, all guys that have been incredibly successful for a long, long time, it's because not only do they know what they're doing, but they do it right so that you're happy. It makes them happy, makes all of us happy. That's how they continue to stay in business. And we're incredibly proud that they're our friends. Taylor May Pools, right now is the perfect time to give Alan Taylor a call at Taylor May Pools. Again, he's been doing this for more than 20 years. You're hey, perfect. Brian, up in the uh, chopper looking down at Poway. A lot of those pools look brown, buddy. We're going to keep it on the roll. I'll let you know when we get to Luke Katie. Over. <laughs> give our best to Alan. Over. Over. <laughs> Alan's your, your guy. Your pool sucks kind of. Over. <laughs> Your perfect pool is just around the corner if you call Alan Taylor. Again, whatever you need, whether you have a pool right now, he can sit there and fix it to where it should be with pool resurfacing, tile installation. Also, for a brand new pool, you've been looking at it for years. Guess what? Talk to Alan Taylor and he'll get you with that 3D design technology. Make sure that your perfect pool is what you've always dreamed it could be. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. I had the weirdest goddamn dream the other night. This yeah. is 100% sincere. That for some reason, I was out on a house call with Al Taylor and we were talking to a family about a resurfacing job. Why I was there, I have <laughs> no hilarious. idea. But I was pointing out a lot of the different areas. Hey, we're probably going to need this. And I think Alan Seam was like, yeah, you know, we've done this a few times, okay? <laughs> Thank God we have your keen eye here to point out the one chip in the floor. Until you said the resurfacing, I completely forgot. <laughs> I started laughing. It's like you wake up in the middle of the night. You're like, what the what? What's going on? Yeah. What was I doing? I was out with TaylorMade Pools. Can you imagine that? I love wearing my TaylorMade Pool shirt yeah. around town because people ask me all the time, about chlorine levels, and I'm really happy to <laughs> add things. I say, listen, call me in the office on Monday, but for right now to get you through, head down to Lowe's. Yeah. You're, what you're going to do is you're going to want to get that two-gallon Big Daddy <laughs> chlorine bleach. You're going to yes. mix it with 40% Sprite. You're just going to run <laughs> that thing right through the tubes. You're going to be fucked. And they're like, are you associated with tailor-made pools? I say, not the slightest. <laughs> But try my system, and then when it completely fucks up your pool, call Alan and his team on Monday, and they'll come out, clean all the pipes, and get you good and ready to roll. Man, even on nights like this, when it is kind of cold yeah. and rainy, you know what is perfect on these nights is having that pool jacked up, having yeah. that heater jacked up. Remember that yeah. as a kid? Yeah. When you go out swimming, you can hang out. Man, have Al build you the hot tub, put the grotto in there. I'm telling you. Every night, you can make that pool work for you. It just starts with a call to tailor-made pools. Find out for yourself. But I, I think, Dave, what we say often, too, is I think people think that we can only do the new tailor-made pool, which I would highly recommend. 
But for those of you that have it and maybe you feel like it's stuck in the 70s, Man, give Allen and his team an opportunity to shake that thing up for you. You're going to love it. Absolutely. Also, Kyle Fluger, don't forget about the perfect website just around the corner. I have to do his call. Kyle, saw someone on Facebook today. Does anybody know a website guy that yes. can help me out? We sure do. Kyle Fluger, when he wakes up, every time I look on Facebook, it's another picture of him sleeping. What the hell's the deal with him with the blanket on, but the kid doesn't have right. a blanket on? What's going on? Worst parent ever. <laughs> Jesus. You look like an asshole. Kyle's number... Buy him a blanket for his daughter, please. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. I had another goddamn website I was thinking of today. I was so excited about, and I should have wrote it down. I knew I should have because I have no memory at all. But, God, hey, try and work here. Um, She's soaking wet. She's walked out of the rain. I know. What's she doing, crazy mutt? Uh, Kyle is the best. If you remember... Uh, our website started off, and it was incredibly cool. What our friend Eddie did for us when this show launched, he saved our ass. Yep. And Eddie was here tonight talking about, God damn, he tore the house down the other night in Spring Valley. I was so proud of my original webmaster, Eddie, singer, incredibly talented guy. Yeah. Walked out on the stage, announced to the crowd in Spring Valley, Mama didn't raise no bitches, because that's his fucking go-to. And guess what? The backing track didn't work. And then my poor man, Eddie, had to slowly walk off with his dick in his hand. But guess what? There'll be a day two for my man. He's coming back. I had to just figure out a way to get that story into the show. Oh, my and, gosh. And I know Josh will hear it tomorrow. And remind, I love it. Oh, my gosh. So proud of him for sharing that story his with fir- us. First appearance ever with the microphone. And he just stood there. DJ's. Hold on. He dropped. Mama didn't raise no bitches. DJ played that shit. Yeah, and, and then the room went quiet. He said, I heard yeah. basically crickets for three minutes while I stood there and people stared at me, waiting for my backing track. We'll just call him Eight Mile from now on. He's about, <laughs> he's about three and a half mile right now, but we'll get him there. Then he finished the story with, I'm not going to lie, when I laid down, some tears went into the well, pillow. Because <laughs> I'm classy, I didn't tell that part, but you just hang my boy out to dry. Uh when you look, though, we Eddie did an incredible job for us, but when the website was ready to go to the next level, yeah, uh, Kyle stepped in and did a lot of really great things for us and continues to do strong things for people around the community. Couldn't be more proud of the work that he's done for us, for jakesprojects.org, and uh, he'll do it for you as well. Tom, Dave, and Jeff Sension. All right, we're going to wrap this show up, but I have uh, a couple things I want to ask you. First thing okay. you, you tell me, is this normal or is this weird? I know All we'll right. probably get some responses on Twitter tomorrow. Okay. I told you, so with the holidays around, I had my uh, sister-in-law and my brother-in-law in from Florida. Yeah, nice people. Nice people for about eight days. God, the last day my brother-in-law was here, he fucking fell down the stairs. Went oh, right, shit. Went right down the stairs. 77 years old, yes. Okay. What a nice guy. Lloyd? Nice, super nice guy. Lloyd. Bust his finger. He's like, does it look all right to you? It looks no. like freaking who are those cornerbacks? We used to talk to yeah. the Chargers. Fucking uh, Ronnie Lott. Yeah. <laughs> his finger's all jacked. I'm like. BR. BR's hands oh, all yeah. fucked up. It looked like that. And he's like, I play the piano every day. I go, not, not anymore. anymore. Holy shit, dude. You might play the banjo, Lloyd. Oh, boy. It didn't look good. Anyway, so uh, so they're both very religious. Okay. Especially my sister-in-law is very religious. She says to me, talking about religion, she says, I literally practice on a regular basis, when I die, what I'm going to say to God. I go, you practice. She says, I have my questions all lined up and what oh, I'm going like to say. Oh, I like that. 
And I was in my mind, I'm thinking, that's fucking nuts. But what? I couldn't tell her that's fucking nuts. And then I'm thinking, am I the only guy that's never, never thought of that? Or less, would you take time out of your day and practice in the mirror? Well, I see, this is why I'm different from you. You missed an opportunity there. Okay. Oh, I did. Go ahead. Because the the natural follow-up question for me is, we're going to role play this right now. Yes. And I want you to tell me, you've now, sadly, your time has come, your number has been drawn. Close your eyes and take me into what you see. I'd be fascinated by what she sees. What is the room? Is it like heaven can wait? Are you on a cloud? She does. She believes as though there are palaces there and, and, and heaven is a certain way. She's told me for 30 years. My, so it's like so a lobby of a fucking Holiday Inn yeah, Express. It's, it's the Bellagio. It's the Bellagio. Yeah. In okay. her mind, that's what it is. So here's the age difference is my brother-in-law is actually older than my dad. And yeah. my sister-in-law is the same age as my mother. Wow. Okay. Okay. So there's there's a huge, there are five kids on my wife's side of the family. She's the youngest. That's the oldest. But I've never been around a family ever. Even my, my, I saw my niece today who's on Rita's side of the family who says, I've never met anyone that talks about death more than this family. And I said, wanna, 100% right. I'm, I, Dave, I'm not bullshitting. Yeah. I would love to hear from them. And the thing that I would have to tell them, because they know me for 22 years yeah. of being a dick, <laughs> but I'd be like, listen, I'm sincerely fascinated by this. Tell me how you visualize it. Because I think we yeah. all have it, right? Yeah. But like, walk me through your day. Okay, your number is up, right? You're yep. gone. While we're all grieving down here, you're moving on. What happens when you get there? Do you eat? Yeah, I'll, you, I'll ask you her. In, uh, right? What yeah. are, you, are you wearing the clothes you're in now? Are you, what do you go, are you No, in, like, she doesn't believe you're in your whole body. Your spirit goes, but it's a whole different side from what you are here this is the the human part that's the spirit part but what but what are you looking at who are you speaking to what are you seeing? she believes she's gonna see jesus and she has a bunch of questions for jesus but what's he seeing i have no fucking idea okay and now the next question that i want to know is how many real questions do you think you have that's what, that's what i was thinking i mean like listen yeah you're fantastic i love you <laughs> forever yeah but this is fucking jesus yeah kid. got it like I a, thought you thought that you were saying that to Jesus. No, <laughs> go ahead. Like, this got is it. not. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, you're not Stephen Colbert. This isn't a one-hour sit-down. Like yeah. you got two. Let's say you have two questions. What are the two that you're going to ask? That you and who are you going to share the answer with? Everybody, exactly right. You can't tell me. You, you can't know, tell he, Dave. He, I can't come back and tell my kids. Here's the deal. Nicest person in the world, but she always tells me for 30 years the world's about to come to an end. Always, always tells well, me that. Well, as long as she keeps saying that, we're going to be fine tomorrow. Yeah. And that's. <laughs> if she stops saying that, we're all fucked. <laughs> all right. Want to play a little bit Hang of. On. Yes. If you shared with her the Lisa Ann story. Oh, no way. You kidding me? Her head would fall off. All right. She wouldn't see the humor. Well, I told you the story with the, the, yeah. the porn the other day. She freaked out. I guarantee that was the first porn she's ever seen. No, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm, pre- <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Old school, she's no probably, ginger Lynn. In her head, she's thinking, Lloyd, you're going to fuck this up. We're going to heaven. Turn that shit off. There's no way that's the first one Lloyd ever saw. I'll take that bet all day all day long. I'll take your money. I'll take Josh's money. Yeah, You, t- you, say, you say Lisa Ann to Lloyd. He's, he's a man's man. I like Lloyd. Lloyd is a man's man. You say Lisa Ann to him, his eyebrow is going to arch. He's not going to say, well, does that girl have a last name? Bullshit. 
He's like, I speak that language. Oh, my gosh. All right. I have, All right. I have four of these today. This oh, is okay. This is their actual birthday. For my to, man, Food Dude? Today's the, today, yes. And December 4th? December 4th. This is their actual birthday. We're going to start off with the Jay-Z. Oh, shit. It's a big one. Jay-Z, at one time, we had the opening song to our show. Jay-Z, how old is he and how much is he worth? Uh, Jay-Z, I believe, is 47? 49. 49, damn. And Jay-Z is going to be worth... Oh, shit. $720 million. You know, pretty close. Well, I say it's close, but it's really not close. But still, I thought you would go way low. Okay. I thought you would say $300 million. No, no, no. $1 billion. He is $1 billion, isn't he? Yeah. What's he combined with Beyonce? God Holy damn. Holy shit. God I, damn. All, all right. right. Here, here's one that I, I've seen her in person, especially when she was in her early 20s when I used to cover the Lakers. She's smoking hot. Yeah. T- Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks. I like this one, too. Um, used to be with Chris Weber and Nick Van Exel. Yeah, I got to be careful that I don't make her older than I think she is. I'm going to say Tyra Banks is 44. 46. 46. Okay, respectful there. 200 million. That's funny. I was guessing 200 million as well. No, 90 million dollars. That's it, huh? That's it. I mean, obviously it's yeah, amazing, but But, but we always hear been... about all those TV shows, how much money you yeah. make. Yeah. Incredibly successful in what she's done. Exactly right. Okay. All right, here's one for you. Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei. Um, let's say she's 57, 54, 54. My apologies. Looked great. My cousin Vinny. She sure did. And in the wrestler and in the wrestler. Absolutely. Yeah. She was great. She was, uh, 54. I'm going to say she's worth, uh, 31 million, $20 million. God dang. I thought it'd be more as well. Yeah. But I'm telling you, if you're driving home tonight, Yep. And Marissa told me, he's like, hey, what are you doing? You're like, I'm fucking coming over. <laughs> That's what I'm the, doing. What's the name of that motel? Uh, the Scandia. Yeah. <laughs> I got a room there. Uh, quick happy birthday. Hold on, I got one more for you. Oh, let me hear this one. Okay, this is from the world of boxing, so I expect oh, you to I get like it. Oh, I like this. Shannon Briggs. Shannon Briggs is going to be... Well, he is. Today's the day. Today's the day, huh? Say Shannon Briggs is 49? 48. 48. Very good. How All much right. is he worth? Shannon Briggs is worth uh, $4 million? $10 million. No shit. Yeah. Good for him, man. Good. That's why I was surprised. I like I, Shannon Briggs. Yeah, and that's figured his, he would. Uh, his manager was a guy named Mike Marley. Mike used to be uh, the boxing writer for the New York Daily News yeah. and then went to work for Don King. He was so goddamn funny. Kernan introduced me to Marley, and he was like out of central casting. And I feel like somewhere along the line, I may have just had a brief conversation with Shannon Briggs because of Mike Marley. Man, old school boxing. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we won't be here before Saturday. If you have zone D-A-Z-N, the rematch is Saturday between Anthony Joshua and Andy Ruiz. Uh, the fight is in Saudi Arabia, which means it'll go off at about 1 o'clock uh, local time in the afternoon. So don't go tuning in at night hoping to see it. Really interesting fight, man, because if Joshua can win that fight, he sets himself up for the winner of uh, Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury 2, cool. which is coming up in February in L.A. Um and then L.A. or Vegas? That fight might be actually in Vegas. Okay. But Andrew Ruiz is such a great story from out in uh, 
shit, I think he's out like El Centro area. And incredible guy. And people said, oh, Joshua's going to beat the shit out of him. He's a little guy. And Ruiz knocked him out. And he's just been a great, great story. So that fight happened Saturday. But when I moved here, uh, started dating a girl who became my roommate. And her family was from Minneapolis. Mom's name was Mary Jo. And what was incredibly funny to me was my life was always three days of celebration. The great bar in Cardiff forever, Yogi's, their first day was December 3rd. My mom's birthday is tomorrow, December awesome. 5th. Happy so birthday. an early happy birthday to my mom. But my friend Laura's mom, Mary Jo, her birthday was December 4th. And for any of us that have been lucky in life, where you have your own parents that are influential and make help you make decisions, but then if you run into other people's parents that care enough about you to take you under their wing and give you the kind of advice that you may not necessarily seek from your own mom or your yeah. own dad, man, I hope all of us are incredibly lucky uh, to appreciate that, A, when it's happening, because that's exactly who Mary Jo Hughes was for me. I met her when I was 16 years old, and she was a huge, huge influence on my life. She just was always there. She loved Dave. She loved this show. But she also loved whether I was here, whether I was trying to keep people from losing their homes. Man, she wanted to hear every part of it. It wasn't, I was sharing with my kids the other day. I said, yeah, in this life that we've lived, people are very into you when you're on the radio. And then some people yeah. kind of tune out. And that's fine. You don't need those people in your life. Mary Jo wasn't one of those people. She was the person who told you in every phone call that she loved you, which has made such an impact that it carried over to conversations that I have this day with my sons. Yeah. I knew my parents always loved me, but they never say it. They'll yeah. tell you on that. Mary Jo told me in every call from the time I was 16 till she passed away a couple of years ago, I love you in every call. And I just, I think it's great. If you're a parent, you should do it in every conversation that you have with your kids. And if you're a kid, you should do it in every conversation you have with your parents because you never know if it's the last call you have. Yeah. We lost her a year ago at this time, and I miss her every day. With everything that's going on in the world, she was such an incredibly quick laugh. She was incredibly funny, but today would have been her birthday, and she is here in my heart. Her daughter is heartbroken yeah. today, and MJ, Dave, and I love you very much. Wherever you are, uh, I, I would guess she didn't have 103 questions for Jesus. <laughs> she probably just wanted to go to the casino and hang out <laughs> and probably have a cigarette. So, MJ, rest in peace. We love you very much, and happy birthday to you. Uh, we will be back here. Tuesday, you said? Yeah, we'll be back here Tuesday. If you, We'll look for you Monday night. But let us say hi to you first because we're a little bit more important. <laughs> what? Pulling the costume moves. <laughs> uh, everybody have a great weekend. Dave, uh, we didn't even – what Laker game are you seeing? Minnesota. Oh, I'm see, going to see out with Alan Horton. Well, you're not in the front row. You told me. They moved me. Where did they move me to? You're, you're back up, but you're going to have fun. Oh, okay, that's, I'll have a great time. What night is that? Sunday night. Oh, shit. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. All right. No, looking forward to seeing Alan. I haven't seen Alan in years. All right, that's our guy. Go say hi to Alan. We'll see you back here Tuesday night, everybody. Absolutely.
When I'm back